Hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, I'm Joseph, and welcome to the Porn Spirit Podcast. We're glad you're listening. Hi. Hello. How's it going? We're back, folks. Yeah, we're <laughs> finally. It's been literally so long. So long. So many things have happened. So many yeah. wild weather events have happened. And are about to happen. <laughs> you got... You're all, you almost got both of your doses of the vaccine. I, I'll get my second dose tomorrow. I get my first dose tomorrow. Ugh. Finally. And then we can, like, hang out without masks. That'll be so good. <laughs> and just, like, for fun. I know. I'm very excited. I'm so Because, ready. well, we have limited our... My house, specifically, has yes. really limited, like, any interaction with anyone in our house, unless it's, like, necessary. Yeah. And so podcast has been necessary yes but i'm excited to just hang out to hang out with yeah, you because exactly. i miss you i would like want to come over and watch a movie yeah. or something you know amazing mm. but yeah what's new in your life well we i'm should still the <laughs> working at lincoln elementary mm-hmm. it is good it is hard <laughs> and tiring um yeah. we haven't had school this week because of the ice storm and we will likely not have school next, the beginning of next week. Probably next week. Yeah. It's not supposed to get above freezing until Friday. Yeah. So, that'll yeah. be fun. And 15 inches of snow. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? A time. What else is new? I've been reading a lot. I've been... I love that for you. Um, I have a routine, which is nice and fun and... Mm-hmm. I've just been wanting a routine for a really long time, so mm-hmm. it's nice to, like, finally settle in. Like, I've tried so many things now that I've had work every day at the same time, but I feel like I finally, so like, kind of <laughs> hit the, like, okay, like, these are the things that worked, these are the things that didn't. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun. Um, I think that's that, it. Is that it? Yeah. Nothing else really exciting, just surviving. Oh, I was able to go back to church. Yeah. Because they opened the balcony, balcony, um, which felt really safe and we were far away from people. Um, So I'm very excited that I will be able to go back and do that Hmm. in a safe way. Um, So, yeah. Oh, we got um, an outdoor heater. What? For our house, specifically okay. for C groups and D groups, because we're still meeting outside. Yep. Um, we didn't this week because 15 degrees. We also did not meet this week but <laughs> because it was awful. <laughs> um, when it gets a little more moderate, we have two fire pits and that heater. So we're very nice. excited. Nice. Um, and we were able to get a pushback darkness grant from church to for be the able heater? to... Yeah, to, Amazing. we raised some money and then they were able to um, provide the rest. So we're very <sighs> thankful I love push for that. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. But yeah. what about you? Well, I just literally today put in my two weeks notice at my current job <laughs> because I got a different job that is, I guess I can like say what it is. People know where we live already. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I will be working at the Homeless Alliance. Um, well, when we both... When you go to OU, 
Yeah. And I went to OU. I think they can infer yes. what part so, of the country we're from. I will be working um, in the Oklahoma City Homeless Alliance uh, as a housing navigator. I will be officing where my practicum is right now. So I'll be taking domestic violence and, uh, yeah, pretty much just like domestic violence clients because those are the people who need housing. Um, and finding them housing, which is going to be amazing. Really cool. I'm so excited really about cool. it. Yeah. I'll also be doing like Section 8 housing, like low yeah. income things and things like that. But yeah, I'm so excited. It's awesome. And it's like such a God thing that. Mm-hmm. I'm graduating in May. Mm-hmm. I have a guaranteed job in my field of study. It's full time. I unheard of. It has amazing benefits in a pandemic. Yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, in this economy. <laughs> in this economy, uh, yeah. So I'm so excited. That's I'm really cool. D- truly, like, just sincerely blessed to have yeah. that opportunity. But yeah. But I start that the first week of March, so my life is going to be kind of crazy until the end of the semester, but that's okay. Yeah. When is it not crazy? True. But contrary to you, yes, I have literally no routine. My routine is get everything done that you have to get done and crash. Yeah. So, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fine. That'll be fine. Wednesdays through Fridays, I will be able to have some sort of routine. That's good. Yeah, it'll be good. Those are the days that I'll be working until I graduate, right. and then I'll be full time. Yeah. Anyway, that's anyway. like the big, the big new, the big news. The uh, sitch. That's the sitch. Um, oh, I also got a hamster named Keith. Yes. <laughs> we'll put a picture of him on the website. Oh. He's very cute. Oh, he's, he's... very small. He, my roommate has called him a little mini corn dog. Um, so he's very small. He's just a joy. Even when he wakes me up at 5am running on his wheel. But that's fine. It's fine. He's learning to trust. He came from an abusive household. He was neglected and lived in a cage apparently like the size of my laptop. So yeah. He's thriving. He's thriving nowadays. Yeah. I love him with my whole heart. Very excited to meet him. Yes. Very soon. Once he, like, will let me pick him up. Right. Well, yeah. And vaccinated. The end is... The end is in sight. The end is in sight. Amazing. Amazing. That's the new thing in my life. Yeah. Well, um, today we are rounding out... Um, our gender and sexuality <laughs> series. <laughs> Freaking finally. It's been a long time coming, folks. Yeah. Our um, bad. <laughs> yeah. But we are excited. And um, I'm like also a little nervous to have this conversation yeah. about gender identity. Yeah. Um, and the trans conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, her kind of our previous stances that we've given like we're not here to primarily teach um why or why not you can i don't know transition as transition yeah into um a different 
gender expression. Um, like that's not our our goal here. We're just gonna try to provide um, knowledge and um, relay information that we yeah. have. Um, and yeah, I, like I just want to disclose that we, of course, don't have all of the answers. We, we only probably have like maybe yeah, a fraction of them. So, um, but we do know that um, as people who are in the LGBTQ community, we do okay. have specific insights, even though um, our experiences with sexuality are very different, different than, than the experiences with gender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we don't want to talk on behalf of, um, those people, Mm -hmm. um, just like I wouldn't want someone who is straight to talk on behalf of my beliefs. (laughs) Um, I like very fortunately have been around a lot of trans people, um, and a lot of non-binary yeah. people just in college. And so yeah, um, I think it's like cool that we were put in a lot of those relationships. Um, and so we just kind of want to talk through briefly why it matters mm-hmm. that we have this conversation um, and then what the church um, can do to love this community. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I think we're going to start with some like, um, definitions yes, <laughs> and terms, because yes. even though we might be very familiar with these terms, I have come to realize that people a lot aren't. of people aren't. No, yeah. they're simply not. Both in the church and out of the church, yeah. people don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to share what the DSM said? Or do you want me to give Well, let's, terms? like, go through the terms first, okay. and then we'll talk about the DSM. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to start with sex versus gender. Yeah. Um, so, for the purposes of this conversation, we are going to be using um, a lot of, like, medical terminology, um, because, and, like, clinical and psychological terminology because we want to to not be offensive yeah exactly yes um and like while some people might say that it's biased i feel like it is the most unbiased way that we can have this conversation as people in the church yeah so um gender versus sex so sex um is referred to as um your like anatomical yeah parts (laughs) <laughs> yes that's a polite way of putting yeah it. yeah internally externally it is um yeah so it would be like male or female um intersex or intersex also yeah. does um occur and is qualified in there as sex yes um and a lot of uh trans people like or um people who have gender dysphoria would like to say that it is their appointed sex at birth yes um and i feel like in the church you can either say appointed okay like they were appointed by god or people outside of the church could say by the doctor yes yeah exactly yeah so it's a fairly neutral way to say that 
Also, sorry, if you don't know what intersex is, it's when you have both male and female parts. Mm-hmm. Just. I feel, I didn't know what intersex was for like a long time because literally no one talks about it. So I yeah. feel like some people might not yeah. know. And it, it happens in varying degrees. Yes. As well. Yes. Um, so gender is, um, basically the expression of Um, your sex. Yes. Um, so that would be man, woman, um, non-binary. Yeah. Gender non-conforming, um, would all fall under those categories. Mm -hmm. Um, again, with so many varying identities, in even those those things, mm-hmm. um, and so when it means uh, so transgender, trans the root meaning across mm-hmm. um, would mean that someone is expressing their gender in a way that um, does not, does not traditionally correlate with their sex. with their appointed sex. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's that's, that's good. <laughs> Um, That's a good place to start. I feel like people get the gist. Yeah. And yeah. so non, non-binary non means um, that that person has decided to express their gender not in terms of um, man or woman, but have instead um, express it in a, in a way that is not... Um, is not... Either. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Either or any... Yeah. Yeah. They would say that they have just, they just don't ascribe to gender norms. Yeah. Yes. Um, is how I've um, seen it phrased a lot. And then non-conforming would mean generally that they're, um, maybe they go between the mm-hmm. gender binary um, in their expression, or um, they somehow live in the middle, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There's also, like, pangender and yeah. things like that, where they would, like, have both at the same time mm-hmm. or, you know, alternating or anything right. like that. With multiple expressions. Yes, multiple expressions. Yeah. Good job. Your brain's working. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is. Um, Maybe so not. So, now, if I were to say um, a trans man, that would mean... Um, a person with an appointed sex as female, but um, is expressing their gender as a man. Yes. Same Hi. for yes. trans woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. Transition is um, that time when you are transitioning from expressing your um, gender that corresponds to your appointed sex yes. into a different gender expression mm-hmm. um this is a lot <laughs> yeah no i think you you've hit most of okay. it um yeah i yeah and we want to talk about the term transsexual yes because that um for a long time was kind of the it was like the medical word. term yeah yeah um but it has been or, revised yes <laughs> and it, it was also like taken back by the trans community. Yeah, there are, there are some yes, people... that say transsexual. Yes. Or transvestite, which is, like, right. not politically correct now. But, like, yeah. I mean, even in, like, I think back to, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, he says, 
transvestite. Um, So those terms are not correct, politically correct, but, like, you may hear them used by members of that community as sort of a, like, I'm owning this Reclaiming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, do you want to cover cishet? Cishet? Yeah. However you say that? I say cishet. Um, So it's kind of the short term um, to mean cisgender heterosexual. And cisgender. And cisgender. Yeah means that your gender expression is um the sex that you were ascribed at birth yeah so you would follow under those traditional gender norms yes exactly and then the heterosexuals heterosexual. yes so <laughs> yes um and then two more things pronouns mm-hmm. um would be like my pronouns are he, him, his. Mine are she, her, hers. Right. Um, but for trans, they can either... They might choose to use the pronouns of their gender that they are currently expressing. Mm-hmm. Or they might choose to use they, them. Mm-hmm. Or any combination. Or any combination. And it may change. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Um, There's also, like, in different countries, like in Sweden... We watched a documentary on it. They have a term called hen, mm. which is basically non-binary. Yeah. So things like that. Yeah. Um, There's a myriad of terms around, but trans is like the umbrella term. Yes. Yeah. And um, some people would say like, these are my preferred pronouns. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas some trans people might take offense to that and just say, these are my pronouns. Yeah. Um, so, just something to be aware of. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we're going to talk about pronouns a little bit later yes. as well. But, yeah. do you want to talk about yeah. gender dysphoria? So, yes. So, alright. little background, little history. So, gender dysphoria, whatever you want to call it, um, right now. The feeling that you do not belong with the sex that you were ascribed at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're living in the wrong, wrong body. body. Um, wasn't even in the DSM. So, <laughs> more background. What's the DSM? The DSM. So, coming from psychology and then social work, the DSM, and also counseling and things like, th- like any... Um, any psychiatric practice uses the DSM. So the DSM is called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. We are currently in the fifth edition. It was released in 2013. There have been, obviously, four editions before. So, interestingly, the, the topic of gender dysphoria was not even in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual the DSM, until 1980. And when it was in there in 1980, they used the term transsexualism. And gender dysphoria, the feeling in itself, was classified as a mental disorder. And then, in the DSM-4 in 1994, um, it was uh, changed to gender identity disorder in adults and adolescents. So, a little bit of destigmatization. Mm -hmm. And then, in the fifth manual, the current manual, 
it is classified as gender dysphoria. Um, so just, we have the DSM in front of us. So I'm just going to read the definitions um, for gender dysphoria in children and then in adolescents and adults. And then also like transition and things like that. So for children, it is defined as a marked incongruence between one's experienced slash expressed gender and assigned gender of at least six months duration as manifested by at least six of the following. And then it has criteria. So like Mm -hmm. desire to be the other gender, strong preference for cross-dressing, which is also maybe like becoming less politically correct cross-dressing. Yes, things like that. And then gender dysphoria in adolescents and adults is a marked incongruence between one's experienced or expressed gender and assigned gender of at least six months duration as manifested by at least two of the following. Um, And again, it's that strong desire to be rid of one's primary or secondary sex characteristics, um, a strong desire to be of the other gender, things like that. Yeah. So they... um, changed the terminology in order to destigmatize. Um, but as we are still progressing as a society um, and becoming whatever we want to say we're becoming, um, even some of these terms, I think that like if you said to a trans person, you have gender dysphoria, you know, like they might be offended by that. Yeah. So, but I think a lot of people per- still yes. would say that they experience it. Correct. Yes. Um, but I think for sake of our discussion, um, to be the most PC that we can be, mm-hmm. we will be using, like, experiencing gender dysphoria yeah. as, like, a term. Yeah. So, we apologize if you take offense to that. We're just using the medical terminology. Mm-hmm. Things like I, that. I, like... Ugh. <laughs> yeah? It just, like, hits me really hard. Mm-hmm. And... Um... I think just, like, the research into this podcast of reading and listening to other trans people speak, like, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine... Experiencing genders for ...what that feels like. Yeah, me either. Um, and somebody even asked, like, hey, can you give us an example of what that might feel like? hmm And Mm-mm. this individual said, like, it would be as if... Joseph, you woke up one day and you had a vagina and boobs. Um, And she was like, and even that experience isn't going to feel like gender dysphoria. Hmm. So I think it's just like, it stirs huge compassion in me to people who are experiencing this. um, Especially for people who like can't find ways to minimize maybe like the pain Mm -hmm. of it Mm. um so uh, these are people that blank these are people (laughs) yeah (laughs) end of sentence and so they need to be treated with the most dignity and love and respect um anyone else would desire yeah and um we can't shame them and we can't like we just need to to sit and try to understand how we can love them better 
Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I can't imagine. Um, it like stresses me out to like think about. Yeah. Not feeling correct in my own body. Yeah. I can't imagine. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit mm-hmm. later as well. Um, I think it's important to understand where we are starting um, as anyone who is interested in learning more about this discussion or loving their trans neighbors more is understanding at what viewpoint you are starting this conversation with. And so Mark Yarhouse, who has done um, some phenomenal work on gender identity, the trans experience. um, We will link. Yeah. He's awesome. Yes. Um, He's a psychologist, Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. He's done, he's done a lot of great work. Um, I'm not saying he's done comprehensive work as far as like, I don't know if I agree with everything he says, but that's the same as other people that we promote on here. I don't think anyone is ever going to fully agree with anyone on anything. So he uses three different lenses to see this conversation. And so Mm -hmm. we have to understand where we are starting and then... Um, yeah, so the first one is seeing this um, as a conversation of integrity. So I feel like that is kind of where the church for a long time, especially, I don't know, I'm thinking of like Southern Baptist and Reformed. Yeah. Shorthand yeah. Theo Bros on Twitter would yeah. think about this. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I yeah, no, I hear you. And um, they think of it in terms of integrity. Yes. So um, identifies gender dysphoria as confusing the sacredness of maleness and femaleness mm-hmm. and specific resolutions of gender dysphoria as violations of that integrity. Yeah. And so um, I don't disagree with that. I, I think um, we were made specifically as um sexed beings (laughs) genesis one and two we see that we were created male and female um our our differences are part of what it means to reflect god's image Mm -hmm. and so um he could have created us sexless beings but he didn't yeah (laughs) and so there is um importance to that um to like get a little into the translation um there's there's the the word for um suitable like suitable helper um which is what is used to describe eve to adam mm-hmm. um that hebrew word is konegdo and so ke meaning same or alike so same as in they were um she was human as well as Adam, mm-hmm. um, and neged meaning um, like mirrored from or opposite mm-hmm. of, and so we see that in her femaleness, and so um, there is a um, difference between maleness and femaleness. Um, it's a very magical and holy yeah. difference that mm-hmm. I can't necessarily. We couldn't pinpoint exactly what that means. 
Um, and I don't know what that means, but... I don't think we'll know until we yeah. get to heaven and then, yeah. And so I like this... That's, put it on the list of questions yeah. for God. I like this quote by Nate Collins, which says, um, What we can say with relative certainty is this. By emphasizing sex difference, the author of Genesis communicates that embodiment in general and sex differences in particular is a central characterization of human personhood. Yeah. Um, and like, we don't we don't just have a body, but we we are a body, mm-hmm. and so there's a there's a special significance there. To being sex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, in the same sense, like, as far as um, equality goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say, between men and women, I like what Preston Sprinkle says. Um, so, um, Sela in um, Hebrew, when they're talking about um, rib, so uh, woman came from man's rib, um, rib is translated to Sela. Selah is used in more than 40 other passages in the Old Testament, and it never means rib. <laughs> in almost every other usage, Selah refers to the side of a sacred piece of architecture, mm. like the tabernacle or the temple. Um, Adam's body, therefore, and now Eve's, is compared to a sacred piece of architecture that radiates God's presence in the world. Desecrating the body would be akin to desecrating the temple. Um, what's visioned here in Genesis 2 is this. Adam and Eve, as embodied divine image bearers, are both sacred creatures and reflect God partly through their sex difference. Because Eve is formed from Adam's side, she too is sacred, embodied, equal to Adam, display of God's presence in the world. Um, Otherness and sameness are both put on display. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Isn't that... Yeah. Also, uh, disregard friends' little feet in the clop, back. Clop, 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 clop. <laughs> Nails clacking. Um, but anyway, that is the um, integrity yes. aspect. Um, and I think that's what you were saying with, like, um, I can't remember who you named, but, like, those men who didn't want to use preferred pronouns. Yes. Because like, they felt it was a violation of integrity. Right. Of, the, of integrity of the gospel. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I see where they're coming from. Right. I really do. I do. Yeah. And what I'm going to say at the end of like these three lenses is Mark um, suggests that we take the best aspects <laughs> of and each lens. And that's yes. how we should view this conversation. Yes. Um, so the next lens would be through the lens of um, disability. Mm-hmm. And so identifies gender dysphoria as a variation that occurs Mm -hmm. in nature. Mm -hmm. For Christians, it may be thought of as a result of the fall and at times likened to a disability, a non-moral reality to be addressed with compassion. And so, um, yeah, we, like, people just see it as, like, oh, like, this is a really hard thing. And, like, you you personally aren't responsible for it happening to you. Yes. It's just a result of the fall Fall. and broken humanity. So. Yeah. I feel like when, when I approach it, I tend to fall somewhere between, well, between the three, but I think I tend to fall more in disability and Mm. 
Like, I think, I think I lean closer to disability and diversity, just coming from my social work background. Yep. Um, and yep. loving people, all people through that. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely, mm-hmm. I like what he says about taking them all together. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And addressing people with compassion. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the, the third lens that he um, states is diversity. So like I just said, sorry, I guess we should have like outlined that first. <laughs> anyway. Um, so d- the diversity lens is highlights gender related presentations as reflecting a sense of identity and culture to be celebrated as expressions of diversity. Yeah. Which is where. Secular. Culture lands. Yes. And like where the world demands that we be, honestly. Um, I see this especially in social work, especially in liberal uh, practices where you want to be loving everyone and like saving and helping everyone. Fully affirming. Yes. Um, Yeah. I think that it's really easy. It's really easy for me. In, the, in one of those practices, especially in this new job that I'm going to hold and, like, things like that um, in a very liberal workplace, yeah. um, to let the integrity lens fall and to fully embrace diversity, um, which is problematic because I, if I claim to be a Christian, then I have to embrace the integrity lens of the integrity of the gospel. Yeah. So, but, hmm. yeah, it's just, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't even know what else to say on that, on that front. I, so speaking in the terms of like, how do we combine Yeah. the three best parts of it? Integrity. Um, I think we have a strong integrity for how the Bible lays out gender. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we view people who have gender dysphoria with an insane amount of compassion. Yeah. And we try to understand them before we try to tell them what to do. Yes. And then we see their um, differences and... Um, yeah, like the... the they are gifted in ways that we are not gifted and so they are just as valuable to the body of Christ because of it. Yeah. And that's how you would take in the diversity diversity lens. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. They're valuable because they're valuable and they're people but like they do have a particularly unique lens to look through the world at. Right. And to then bring those observations to the table in, in being fishers of men and inviting yeah. more people to the gospel. Yeah. So. And is a more complete um, vision of what heaven will look like. Yeah. Hmm. As well. Um, Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about pronouns. Pronouns. Yes. Um, there's just so much debate um, <laughs> over using someone's pronouns mm-hmm. um, in a way that is honoring to them. And that's how I like to think of it, is yeah. I'm going to use 
the pronouns that is most honoring to this person. If they have um, told me that if you had said, oh, um, hi, my name is Rachel. I'm going to go, oh, hey, Rebecca. Like, yeah, like that's not... Wrong. I would respond to Rebecca. Yeah. Because my sister's name is Rebecca. So <laughs> maybe that's maybe why it was on my mind. She chose a different name. Um, uh, but, but yes, no, same concept. <laughs> same concept. Um, I don't... There are two sides of this debate. Um, one of them held by um, people like John Piper. Um, lie heavily, heavily in the integrity lens. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that he's not compassionate and see these people as gifts, but um, he sees it as a moral integrity to speak truth, biblical truth, into someone's life if they identify as trans, to use them as, or to, to speak to them and refer to them with the pronouns Assigned, assigned at birth. birth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I ascribe to a different thought, um, which was coined, I believe the term was coined by Greg Coles, um, as um, pronoun hospitality. Yeah. And his idea there is you don't gain relationship when you refuse to meet people where they are. Yeah. Yeah. You never you never win anyone to the gospel by rejecting them. Yeah. By what how does Natalie says <laughs> you never win anyone to the gospel by being a dick. You don't. You certainly don't. No. No there's one a was way, ever won there's a way him. to embrace truth and grace. Yes. And so... Thanks, Natalie. I love that. Yeah. I'm gonna read this by Greg Coles, what he says. He has this... He has a full, like, 15-page essay on this. Highly recommend it. We will link it. Um, we'll just about so, this so debate. We'll links in this episode. Yeah. So he says, It is quite possible for a Christian to believe that gender identity should be expressed in accordance with appointed sex while also recognizing that not everyone's gender identity is expressed in accordance with their appointed sex. If we speak words that seem truthful to us while ignoring how other people will hear and understand our words, we're not really communicating. We're just talking to ourselves for our own benefit. Mm. This isn't linguistic integrity, it's linguistic narcissism. (laughs) One of the dangers of refusing to use the pronouns with which a transgender person identifies is that this refusal? This refusal can't <laughs> refusal. <laughs> Recombining can and refusal um, is that Almost. this refusal can communicate a lack of respect for that person's experiences and self-understanding. Mm-hmm. That is, rather than communicating a moral objection to a non-normative gender identity, pronoun refusal can communicate a level of disdain that is likely to sever any existing relationship and foreclose the possibility of future relationship. Yeah. So, I also like, um, he states, 
when he was interviewing trans people or asking his trans friends, he said, like, hey, does me using um, the pronouns that would best honor you, does that, like, automatically tell you that I affirm your gender expression being incongruent with your sex? Mm -hmm. And he said that not one of his interviewees stated that pronoun hospitality fully indicated an affirmation of whatever gender they were expressing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I take really that, no excuse to not use. I hey. Well, no, that's not true. I but I understand the integrity lens. Yes, I, really I do. do. I really do. I do. If you have met with trans people, if you have taken the word seriously you have prayed like if you have done your time really discerning what this means for your life and you are just like i can't use Use those pronouns pronouns. yeah okay like i i don't have a quarrel with you yeah for me i think it is the most god-honoring way in my relationship with these people Mm -hmm. um and so that's that's what I'm going to practice. And I yeah. would um, suggest... That you do the work. Yeah. And, yeah. That's yeah. what I would say about it. My beef is when people just refuse to use the preferred pronouns because... They just want to be a dick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, being trans isn't real. Well, you know, whatever. When yeah. they spout all of that nonsense. Yes. Anyway. <sighs> Yeah, that's that's literally just being rude to be rude. Just being rude, yeah. They're, it's using, yeah. yeah. It, that's another conversation. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, we're just go go going. I just want to make sure that like we don't spend an hour and a half, which we could. But we sure could, but we, we already have before. 42 minutes. Yeah. So, so we should probably cut it. Gonna talk about what the church can do mm-hmm. to love our trans neighbors. And so I think in something that I was thinking about recently um, in my own identity expression um different denominations over the past few months have come out with like language um saying that a christian can identify um as being same-sex attracted but it is not okay to claim that you are gay or a lesbian Mm -hmm. um for a multitude of reasons And I think just even, like, over the past month, I've really wrestled with, like, what I want to use and say. Mm -hmm. And um, I've come to the conclusion that, like, I'm fine saying that I'm gay (laughs) and fine people saying that I am gay Mm -hmm. if they, like, are introducing or talking to me in that way because... 
being gay does not automatically qualify you for having sex. Just as much as you being straight doesn't mean that you are having sex. Correct. So it is not a sin for me to be gay. Right. Um, and so I know that's kind of like a different tangent, but it comes back to the point that I was going to make, which is the church must be explicitly clear Mm -hmm. that it is a safe space for queer people. Yeah. Because, and I was reading this in a study that was done, that in terms of sexuality, this is different from the gender discussion, but... um, This is a gender and sexuality series still. Yeah, true. We're good. With most people... um, have an understanding uh, on some base level of their sexuality. Um, 13 for women, 15 for men. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of them, the average time that it takes for them to admit that to somebody else or to express that or tell somebody else is about 21, 22. Mm -hmm. So that and this is for people in the church, specifically. Yeah. This isn't a, a secular study done. That means that there were seven, maybe eight years mm-hmm. of that person's life that was alone and fearful and um, scared. Yeah. <laughs> and like... Certainly my experience, because even if the church, even when you meet people and your experience with them is different than what you thought it might be, Mm -hmm. if it hasn't been explicitly clear that it is a safe space for you, people aren't going to open up about the struggles that they have. No. And that's why it takes so long for people to talk about these things. Mm Mm-hmm. And so much pain and suffering could have been avoided avoided, yeah. and helped mm-hmm. if we had made it explicitly clear that, like, this is a safe place for you to talk about these things and wrestle with these things. And not just wrestle, like, in your mind, like, to, to actually wrestle and, like, take time yeah. to figure out what this mm-hmm. means. And, hey, we're going to lock arms with you and go alongside with you in this, this journey. With you, yeah. And so, I don't know, like, as far as gender identity goes, like, I don't know, like, we just have to make it, we have to say that, like, you are a priority to us. Mm-hmm. And that was a, an, in another conversation I listened to. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. I'm on a... Soapbox. I think this is important. So, the this person found a church and was detransitioning, which, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine what Mm -hmm. it feels like to one experience gender dysphoria, transition, and then detransition. Yeah. That. Wow. Mm, No. So brave, um, and met with the church leaders and the church leaders said hey we are going to take this top-down approach which means all of the church leaders all of the elders all the head people 
we are going to be in this with you and we are going to make you a priority to make you feel safe in this space Mm -hmm. even as you wrestle what it means to express your identity in a way that is god honoring Mm -hmm. because if they did something that was offensive to a cis hetero person Mm -hmm. that person can walk into any other church and be comfortable there not saying that they aren't not saying that it'll be a perfect place for them, yeah. but what these church leaders were saying is, hey, we know that at every church, you are not going to be a priority right. because you express your gender differently than we would want you to. Mm-hmm. So we are going to make sure that this space at least is safe for you. And I think that is so God honoring and loving and the way the church can, again, offer up Mm -hmm. themselves Mm -hmm. and the love of God to leaving the 99 and going after the one. Yeah. Good tangent. And I don't... Good work. Thank you. (laughs) Proud of you. I'm just sitting here asking in what you've said. (laughs) It has to be a... Like, this is not... This is in no way a condemnation of the way we have been doing things. This is meant to encourage you in like a hey like what can I personally be doing because once that uh, when there are multiple people in a community who are all chasing after that same thing like it's going to become the adopted culture of the place and so like what can I personally be doing if there are ways that I experience or see transphobia homophobia in the church how can I be brave enough to call it out Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, just like, I don't know, it, it should be a, this should like lift you up in like another way that you can love God's people. Yeah. Not a, you're doing all the things wrong. Yes. Yeah. We've, we've all been doing things wrong. So we're going to continue to do things wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is just one way that we can love people better. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, you you said that more eloquently than I would have. So that's not true. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. Good work. I another thing that I I don't know the answer to this sure. question, but um, the whole like bathroom debate, like mm-hmm. so many trans people describe like the fear that they have walking into either bathroom. Yeah. Like, it's a... It's a massive, massive fear. Like, it's not... I don't... Like, that is sometimes something... Oh, this is a good thing to mention. There are certain things that can trigger someone's gender dysphoria. Yes. Sometimes it's, like, way on the back burner. Sometimes it's, like really high that particular day or for like a few months like whatever that might be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so if there is a way that like the church can lower triggers for gender dysphoria for people who are honoring god in the way that they are expressing their gender that would be amazing yes like by having another bathroom that says like anyone like that same yeah. with the pronoun debate. I don't think that necessarily says that we fully affirm no. 
yeah. gender expression outside of your assigned sex. Like I think it says, like... We love you. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... In regards to gender and sexuality, we need to also... We just need to listen, to understand, and ask questions, mm. and let people wrestle without an agenda in mind. Mm. Yeah. And just... Especially if they are Christians, like, they have the Holy Spirit, and so we need to trust that the Holy Spirit is going it's to work. doing what the Holy Spirit does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's really good. Yeah. We need to love people better. The church does. Yeah. Yeah. And we do. Right. <laughs> Rachel yeah. and Joseph. Yes. Like, I need to love... Rachel needs to love people better. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's... I am just very burdened for this community yeah Mm. and we've both experienced things in this community yeah um wildly different from trans people people with gender dysphoria but at the same time a marginalized community correct who has faced a lot of hate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so these conversations are important yes and can pave a way forward. Which I think is part of the reason we wanted to start the year. Well, end the year and then start the year with this. This. So, yeah. Yeah, because it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have anything else to say? We didn't write anything else down. We didn't. So, I think we maybe covered it all. Yeah. And also we're at time. Yeah. So. Um, Man. Yeah. Well. Welcome back. We might be leaving again. <laughs> We're having conversations. Welcome. Welcome. You won't see us again. Until the end of the semester. Just kidding. We don't Welcome know. goodbye. We might. Once we fall into rhythm. I have, I've expressed that I've had a hard time falling in to routine this semester because yeah. my routine is literally constantly changing. And if this is a stumbling block to that, we need to take care of ourselves first, folks. Yeah. So... We can only we'll see. <laughs> love people well if we are loved well by God. Filled up. Yeah. You can't pour out of an empty cup. So, on that note, I don't have anything else. I don't either. I hope you liked this conversation. I hope this was or good. Or even everyone. if you didn't like it, it was insightful to you. Yes. Again, please, if you have questions, comments, concerns, um,. If you just want to say hey, if you just want to, you know, whatever. If you would just want to chat with us. It would be good, I will say this, it would be good to, like, get feedback from people who are listening and be like, hey, like... We would really appreciate feedback. I really love when you, in episodes, specifically do more of this Mm -hmm. or do less of this or, like, that would be nice. Yes. To know a direction. Right. To head. So... Or, you know, if you don't want to talk to us, that's also fine. So, yes, whatever you feel comfortable with, great. Um, Our DMs are always open, though. We, you can email us at pourinspiritpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website where there's a contact form. Um, Literally contact us any way you feel comfortable. Yeah. So, that's that. That's it. 
we will link all of the things we said we were going to link and maybe some other things that we didn't say we were going to link mm-hmm. but we remember later yes um yeah that's it that's it thank you for listening thanks for listening please rate review and subscribe on apple or wherever you're listening because that's how uh more people find us so that's it have a good day yeah may the lord bless you and guide you blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven matthew chapter 5 verse 3